after interviewing hundreds of women, I've created my own tool to help you determine the best use of your time, especially if you have goals that you are hoping to achieve in the next 18 to 24 months. Welcome to Career Strategies for Women That Work with me, JJ DiGeronimo. In each podcast, I design the format to share insights, tools, and inspiration for you to gain the momentum you need to catapult in the direction you desire. With this, you can find show notes in the description. Let's get started. So how long do you think it takes for us to make a decision, especially one that maybe isn't as big of a deal as a trip or a life change? I was surprised to learn that in nature.com, most people make a decision in less than 10 seconds, which is awfully surprising since many of the things we're making decisions about take up a large chunk of our weeks. In fact, when I researched for my first book, The Working Woman's GPS, I interviewed hundreds and hundreds of women to find out that many of them talked about how important it is to protect your schedule and only align to the right things. But then when I reflected not only on my own life, but many other people, I see that so many women give away their time so freely. I think it's that we're often taught as children, and especially girls, to say yes, to be kind, to help strangers. And for many of us, these yeses are often aligned to how we feel about ourselves, and more importantly, how we think others feel about us. So think about the last few times you said yes, specifically to requests that took more than five hours to complete. How much time did you give yourself to make that decision? What I find in my research and working with many successful women is that they really work to protect their 168 hours. They often evaluate the request for their time very specifically. And in fact, after interviewing hundreds of women, I've created my own tool to help you determine the best use of your time, especially if you have goals that you are hoping to achieve in the next 18 to 24 months. So stay tuned because I will not only share the tool that I'm discussing, but many of the questions you can ask yourself and even for how you prepare to make those decisions. And within this podcast, I'm offering a download that not only has many of the questions that I'm going to be sharing, but also the chart and tool to help you as you move in to your next level of impact. Yes, sure, okay, yeah, mm -hmm, I can do that, no problem. How many different ways do you say yes and how many things do you say yes to? I really had no idea how many things I said yes to until I started keeping track. And honestly, it was daunting. It was really no surprise that many nights and weekends I was exhausted. I really kind of cut out the things that I loved because I was so busy getting through all the things I had said yes to to date. And I think for many women, all of our yeses compromise the ability for us to be the person we want to be. Many times we get frustrated with ourselves and even down or 
we share negative energy with the people we really love because we've overcompromised the things that we said we would align to. And so for many of us, if you want to have additional impact, you often have to take a close look at what you've said yes to. Because for many of us, we have to create space in our schedule to gain the momentum we need to make that next level of impact. And for those of you that lead teams, this is really important because oftentimes people get promoted in their career and to prove that they can do a great job, they often say yes to many things, pushing those responsibilities down on their team. And in fact, just last night I had a discussion with a vice president in the healthcare system and she was sharing that her boss says yes to everything and it really drains not only her but her team dry because there is no priority. Everything has an A++ priority. And in reality, as a leader, one of your responsibilities is to weed through what is being asked of you and your team and really figuring out what is the best use of your time. Because as many of us know, when we overcommit ourselves, that's when we start to really take ourselves out of the equation. We don't eat as healthy. We might not be getting a good night's sleep. We may not really be finishing the projects that really matter with the best of our ability. And we may even undermine our own self-worth and potentially jeopardize relationships that are really important to us. So before I jump in, I think just a little context would be helpful. As many of you may know, I have a computer science degree. I have been in IT for over 10 years, and my goal was not to figure out ways to enhance my schedule and be more productive. In fact, I was incredibly busy in my role, but when I started to add on additional responsibilities in my personal life, I really had to get clear on what I was gonna throw my energy at. And I think for many of us, taking that time out to assess where am I at and where do I wanna go often starts with what you say yes to. So I had two young kids under three, I was based in Ohio, my job was in California, I traveled almost every single week, and I found myself completely depleted. And I loved my job. Let me rephrase that. I love the company I worked for. I actually found out that I was in the wrong job. <laughs> it wasn't aligned to my talents, and I wasn't working for the right group of people, and that was really draining me. But also, I didn't have a lot of help at home, and I just was trying to do too much. And so it wasn't until I started interviewing all these women that were 5, 10, 15 years ahead of me that I really started asking them, how do you decide what to do? How do you make sure you show up for your kids? How are you happy? Because what I find is I was moving along in my career pretty nicely, but I was completely depleted. One woman in my first book, The Working Woman's GPS, Kathy, she said, you know, I sit down with my kids every quarter, she had teenagers at the time, and said, give me three things that you want me to be at. What are three things that I need to put in my schedule? These are not negotiable, I will show up. She did this, she was a single mom, and she did this because she felt the need to ensure that she was at the things that were most important to them. But then she also followed up and said, hey, listen, I'm not going to be coming to every practice or every single game, but I will be at these three things. And she did that every single quarter. And I thought it was a great life lesson for me of giving myself permission to not have to go to absolutely everything, but also engaging the people I love in things that are important to them. So as we go through the next sections with very actionable questions, 
and we will eventually end on a chart that I use all the time and have shared with thousands of women, just think for a moment, are my yeses aligned to what's important to me? Do I say yes too often? Are there things on my schedule right now that probably don't belong? And am I scheduling my own self-worth and taking care of myself out of my schedule? A special thank you to today's sponsor, CrowdCow. CrowdCow is a unique marketplace that spotlights high quality, sustainable, independent cattle ranches and fisheries. CrowdCow has been frequently visited by me this week as I send out unique gifts to friends and family. CrowdCow creates a direct connection between you and the cattle ranches and fisheries. It's a great option for somebody that loves fish or steak or even surf and turf. I have included a $25 gift card for you on your first purchase in the show notes. So if you're still looking for a special gift or have a great holiday coming up for somebody or even a birthday, be sure to check out CrowdCow. So as we move through the next section, there's going to be two particular activities I'm going to go through. Both of these activities are things that I have personally had to do to create the momentum from where I was to where I want to go. Because what I realized is that when my schedule is filled with a bunch of things that are not very focused, that really creates not only a lot of stress and anxiety, but it also forces me to work long hours and not have enough time for myself. So agreeing to the wrong request for your time can negatively influence the right request. And it really is up to us to have more focus and structure on what we say yes to so that we can create the momentum we desire. The next two exercises, which are completely different, have helped me. The first exercise is really thinking about your groupings. What is important to you? Where do you want to focus your energy? And of course, this is a very broad, so I break it into buckets. So my first bucket is my family, my second bucket is my career, my third bucket is myself, and my fourth bucket is community. Now please don't judge, these are not in any particular order. But for me, it really helps me understand what projects am I working on in each of these buckets right now. And so I just group them into those four buckets, and if those are not your buckets, please change the bucket titles as needed. So mine are family, profession, me, and community. So really think about what are in those buckets right now that you're working on. What needs to be in those buckets? What are things that you want to work on? So at one point in my life, I wanted to start a STEM after-school program. So that would go into my community bucket. Another time I wanted to get promoted, that would go into my professional bucket. Another time I wanted to finish a photo book and organize our summer family vacation, that would go into our family bucket. As you can see, I don't have new things and new projects all happening at the same time across all buckets. Now, some of you may be doing this, but I have to say I have tried this. And what I say to most people is you can have it all. You just cannot have it all at the same time. And so selectively picking where do you want to throw your energy? I think one to two buckets is very healthy. I think beyond that, you really might be losing if you spread yourself too thin. 
So with that, as you think about your buckets once in them now, then think about what do you want to put in them? What are things that you want to focus on? And then think, okay, what are activities I need to be doing to make those goals a reality? So for instance, when I wanted to start a STEM program in the local grade school, because I had learned through my research that girls fall out of interest of math and science by middle school. So I wanted to make sure there was math and science and project-related activities after school. I not only had to find the curriculum and potentially the teacher, I had to get the teachers on board, I had to find space, I had to get the superintendent on board, I had to get buy-in from the board of directors. It was a very, very lengthy process and eventually I did kick it off, but that took a lot of planning and a lot of steps. So what I'm suggesting to you is to take an idea of what's in your buckets right now, what things do you want to put in your buckets, and what steps are necessary to make that happen. This is all precursor to the next exercise. So if you download the document included with the show notes, I will have this outlined for you that you can just fill in the blanks. So you may be thinking, JJ, you are crazy. My schedule is already so full. How in the heck can I figure out what I want to do next and then put things in my schedule? I'm already working crazy hours and staying up multiple nights. Don't worry. I was there too. I understand where you're coming from. And I think you'll find this chart incredibly helpful. It has given me permission to really understand what I'm aligning myself to and what I'm making time for. And it has also given me permission to reallocate requests that come my way, delegate things that might not be best for my schedule right now, and sometimes suggesting that I'm not the right person. If you're somewhere where you can pull out a piece of paper, you can make six columns. If you're driving or getting ready for bed or putting on makeup, which is where I listen to a lot of podcasts, just pop over to the show notes and you can download the worksheet, which will not only include the questions I've already covered, but also this chart. So let's get started. As I mentioned before, there's six columns. The first column is titled commitments. Now commitments are anything you've already said yes to. And if I were to ask you in an elevator or over a cup of coffee, you may list out the big ones, the big things, the things you're really working on. But this chart is to capture everything that you work on. I know it sounds crazy, but there are so many times we say yes to so many things that only putting the big things down would not really do you justice. So when I first created this chart, I printed it out, an 8 by 11 piece of paper, and I carried it with me. And by lunchtime, I needed two more sheets. And by the weekend, I needed another. And two weeks later, I needed to add another two. When I first went through this chart, I had seven pages of commitments, seven pages on eight by 11 of the things I had said yes to. And they were as small as I'll drop off the dry cleaning and as big as I'll get on a plane and give a presentation to a room of 100 people about cloud computing. The easiest way to make time in your schedule is to understand where you spend time right now. So although this may seem tedious, really understanding what you've already said yes to, and that goes in the first column, commitment. The second column was added after my first book because I realized I had some repeat offenders, people that continuously asked me to do things for them. I had people in my family, 
people in my community and people at work because you know what? I'm a get it done kind of girl. And when you're a get it done kind of girl, people come to you to get things done. And I'm pretty sure I'm not alone with many, many women in my network. So the next column is who is asking you to do this commitment? And sure, this could be you, this could be a spouse, a family member, a child, your boss, your coworker, but there's a lot of other people out there that are probably asking you to do things too. So as you look at all your commitments, really start to document the people that are asking you to do these tasks. The third column I label as energy. Now, this might be a little crazy to really think about energy at work since many of us do energy work outside of work, but I'm really talking about does this commitment energize you or deplete you? Because there's a difference. Things that energize us, we look forward to doing, we enjoy when we're doing them, and commitments that deplete us generally do not align to our natural talents and sometimes we don't like these things and we put them off for way too long. And other times we'll actually do the commitment, but everybody in our world knows we don't wanna be doing it. So what type of energy does this commitment give you? If it gives you good energy, you put a Y, and if it depletes your energy, you put an N for no. I love this column because it really is the column that gives you insight to your natural talents. Things that you generally do naturally well and you enjoy doing are things that are your gifts, the things that come natural to you. So when people say, you know, what are my natural gifts or what type of work should I be doing? I often have them make a list of the commitments they're focused on and then really identify which commitments do they enjoy doing. The fourth column is alignment. Now, I love this because it really brings you back to the first group of exercises. Does it align to something that is important to you? Is it something on your bucket list? So is it the items you put in your buckets of family, community, profession, and you, or whatever you named your buckets? Does this commitment align to the things you put in those buckets? Or Is it a commitment that you've chosen to do because you care about somebody? Or is it a commitment you've chosen to do because you feel like you should, or you feel guilty, or you want to be liked, or you want to always deliver value? I think you really need to be honest with yourself right now and say, does this commitment align to where I am or where I want to go? So a Y for yes, an N for no. This really gives you insight to all the things on your list and what's really aligning to what's important to you. Now, sure, we're going to have commitments on our list that are aligned to the job that we currently have that we don't love. So it might not be giving us great energy and it might not be a skill set that's probably going to help us in the future, but it's part of your job. But I'm really talking about the things that you're choosing to do, the extra projects at work, the extra things in your community, the extra things you're doing for family members. Are those aligning to things that are important to you? Because what I found is that when I'm not in the best of moods or things are kind of dragging me down, I look on the alignment chart and oftentimes I am working on things that are not aligned energetically in column three or aligned to my goals. And I'm doing it because I feel like I should do it. 
And that's a lot different. That's a lot different feeling and gives you a lot different energy. The last two columns are time and remove. Now time is important because time is how much you're giving this commitment. And is it the appropriate amount of time? I remember years ago, and some of you may have heard this story in one of my keynotes. I was asked to mentor several women close to 25 as part of a nonprofit. Although it gave me good energy and aligned to my goals of advancing women in entrepreneurship and in my local community, the time commitment was well beyond what I wanted to commit to. It was three to five hours per woman. And so I went back to the director and asked, you know, what other ways can I contribute to this organization? How else can I work with the women? After much discussion and checking out their website, I noticed they had monthly meetings. So I went back to the executive director and said, you know, I'd love to participate in your executive meetings. I can come early. I can chat with the women about particular skill sets and things that might be helpful as an entrepreneur. And then I can stay after. And if a few of the women feel that they need more time or more women, they can always give me a call on the phone. She said, this is delightful. This is delightful. And I wanted to be sure she understood that I was going to come in place of meeting each and every woman one-on-one. -on -one. In doing so, I took essentially a 75-hour ask of my time down to about five hours. And I loved it because it gave me the opportunity to still do the work. It energized me and aligned to my goals, but I didn't have to commit 75 hours. I moved the entire request for my time down to five hours. So for those of you that are getting a little nervous, like, oh, I still want to do things, but I'm not really sure because they don't align to my goals or the energy is not exactly right or the energy is right and aligns my goals, but it's just too much time. Uh, I suggest that there are ways to do this. So sometimes it's just about reorganizing the ask for your time so that you can deliver and show up the way you want to in the time that makes sense for your schedule. And as we round out this chart, I think it's important to really think about what have you already said yes to that it's time to wind down, time to let go, time to give other people the opportunity to participate, to show up and to work through the commitments that maybe have been on your list way too long. You've already learned the lessons. It doesn't give you good energy and it probably doesn't align to where you're going or where you're at. So thinking about how can you start to move those commitments off to other people that could benefit or could learn or give them a stretch opportunity. This chart is a chart that I call the power of no, because it gives me the power to take a look at what is the commitment? Who is asking me to do it? Do I get the right energy from it? Does it align to where I am or where I want to go? And is it the right amount of time? If those things do not line up, this is an opportunity for me to pass the request for my time on to somebody else. And it gives me permission to say no thank you. But as I mentioned earlier, I don't just say no thank you. 
I say, you know, that's a great project or that's super interesting. Can you tell me more details? And I often look through my network and think about people that I can reallocate the request to that it would be helpful and potentially aligned with their goals. So I don't run around saying no that often, but I definitely connect dots and create opportunities for other people when commitments don't make sense for me. Now you may be asking, oh, this is great, JJ, but I have two bosses or a super demanding boss. And I would say this works on that front too. If you ever see me talking about this in person, I may share a slide of my whiteboard years ago when my boss, he was a vice president and also a professor at Stanford, would slide in my office like Kramer and often share with me, hey, JJ, what else can you do? I've got this project and this project. I want you to have this done by Friday. Well, after working with him for several months, I was getting very little sleep and most of my weekends were occupied until I started writing on the board all the tasks he was giving me, how much time they were taking, the interdependencies, and the timeline. And when he would come in with a new request for my time, I would often go through the whiteboard with him and say, that's great, we can definitely do that, but if we move this up the list, we're gonna to have to push other things down. This took a lot of guts, a lot of guts, but I was overworked and I wanted to do a good job but I also was getting older and I needed my sanity. And in doing so, I recognized there were several projects that he forgot he assigned to me or didn't need anymore and didn't close a loop with me. So I was staying up late nights and working my weekends for projects that he didn't even need anymore. And I should have figured this out because when I would send a project to him, he wouldn't respond back, he wouldn't comment. And when I would try to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with him, he would skip it over very quickly, almost like he was embarrassed that he never used the content. So for those of you in middle management or moving your way up the org chart, don't always assume that people who give you projects necessarily remember everything they give to you. And keeping track of what they're giving you and using that as a tool to move around so that you don't have to keep taking projects without letting projects go. So as we wrap up, hopefully these two tools will help you not only get a clarity on what you're focused on now, what you hope to do next, but also give you space in your schedule so that you can add new commitments that align to where you want to have impact next. And as we're wrapping up, a few things to remember. As people ask for your time, be sure not to say yes too quickly. Don't fall in the stat of saying yes in 10 seconds or less. Anytime people ask you for your time, and especially if it's over five hours, I really encourage you to ask additional questions. So here are just a few key questions I ask before I even consider saying yes. And this does a couple things. It slows the conversation down. It gives me time to think and I get clear on whether or not it's a right opportunity for me right now. And if you're thinking, well, I have a boss that just keeps giving me all these things, hopefully you'll think back to the story I just mentioned and really think about it as a tool. If you say yes to something new, you're pulling something you've already said yes to out. And just like we do the buckets of the family, profession, community, I also think of my work 
in priority A buckets, priority B buckets, and priority C. And if I have a boss that keeps putting everything in priority A, I have to train him to move some of the tasks he's already asked me or she's asked me into bucket B and into bucket C. And this can be uncomfortable at first, but I guarantee you, if you continue to do it, you'll either move to another team or you'll start to create a rapport with your executive team that helps them get more focused on where you should spend your time. So here are a few key questions I ask myself before I even consider saying yes to any request for my time. Is this project in line with my goals? Do I know how much time this will take to do it right? If I took on this new commitment, would it be for the right reasons? How will this new commitment impact my other commitments? Are others involved who could impact the timeframe or results of this commitment? Do I need more information before I say yes? And one of my favorites, does this project have budget? Women are notorious for taking projects on that do not have budget. So do not be afraid to ask about the budget for a project, the timeline, other people involved, what are the expected results, and what projects can get moved off your list to put this one on. These activities around my commitments have given me even more control of my schedule and confidence in my life. They seem pretty simple, but I have to admit they're not always easy. So be sure that you ask for the time to think about the commitments being asked of you. The exercises I review today, they do take time and a lot of practice, but I have learned that these small commitments, not only to my goals, but also my schedule has increased my confidence. And the more I prioritize my goals, the more likely I am to achieve them. And the one thing that I have learned time and time again is time is a precious gift. So don't give it away to just anyone or anything. So as we're wrapping up, I just want to reiterate that this is a process. But I can assure you that if you continue to prioritize your goals and your schedule, not only will it increase your confidence, but it definitely will increase your impact. Thank you.